One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 68. Today's episode is with my friend and brilliant marketer, Natalie Swan, and we're talking all about building a magnetic brand and getting scrappy in the process. But before we get into the episode, a couple of things to talk about first. Number one, if you struggle with figuring out what to say in your marketing, so on social media, in your email, anywhere else... I have an awesome free resource for you. This free workbook will help you come up with a lot of content ideas that your audience will love. To download it for free, head to laurentilden.co slash content. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N dot C-O slash content, or it will be linked in the show notes. Number two, I invite you to join other values-driven small business owners for inspiration, accountability, and lots of business and marketing inspiration. We're currently hosting what I call procrastination sessions every other Friday, where you can join a Zoom co-working session with other small business owners to get stuff done. It all takes place in the free Facebook community for this podcast, The Good Business Community. The link will be in the show notes, or you can go to makinggoodpodcast.com slash community to be redirected. And number three, if you love this podcast, there are a few ways that you can help spread the love. First, it would be awesome for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher to help others find the podcast. And second, you can take a screenshot while you're listening and tag me on Instagram at Lauren Tilden, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. I would so love to connect with you and cheer you on. Okay, so let's talk about today's episode. As I mentioned, my guest is Natalie Swan. Natalie has 10 years of experience in brand strategy and marketing, with a background ranging from supporting small businesses to large-scale national and international events to enterprise-level companies. She supports small business owners with marketing by cutting through the common advice that's taught online and being scrappy to get results. Natalie is someone I've only known for a few months, but I met her on the social audio app Clubhouse, so we've had a lot of conversations, and I've already really gotten to know and love how her brain works. As an aside, if you're interested in following either of us on Clubhouse, I'm going to link to our profiles in the show notes at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 68. In this episode, we discussed brand strategy, why it's important and how to build one, scrappy marketing, what it means and why it's powerful, magnetic marketing, the role of marketing in doing good in the world, an important marketing step you can take today to improve your marketing and much more. I know you're going to enjoy Natalie's expertise and energy as much as I do. 
And here's a fun fact. Natalie agreed to do this episode on about three hours notice. Today, I realized my backlog of recorded interviews had run out. So we actually recorded this interview on Monday today, the day before this episode gets released. Major props and huge gratitude to Natalie for bailing me out and helping me create such a great episode in the process. If you enjoy this episode, I would love your help spreading the word. Take a screenshot from your podcast player and post it on Instagram for your other small business friends to check out. Let's get into the episode. All right, Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. As I just mentioned, you've been on my list for a while. So um really excited to finally have this conversation with you. Um, let's start with an intro. Um, will you introduce yourself and your business and just tell us a little bit about your backstory, how you came to do what you do now? Yes, I would love to. Absolutely. So hi, everyone. I am Natalie, and I am a career marketer and brand strategist. Um, so something I've done for a while, I actually went to school and got a degree in business administration with a con- concentration in marketing. So this career path has has definitely been on my radar for a long time. And what I have always loved about marketing and brand strategy really is that it ties together a lot of creativity and a lot of just the the what we typically think of as like the fun aspects of business <laughs> with actual data and business results. And so that's why I decided to go down that as a career path. Really, I got super lucky once I graduated college and got a job opportunity with a company in Chicago and loved doing that. It was a live event production company. We produ- produced really large scale events and I was a brand manager there and got to do a lot in terms of what is our go-to-market strategy? How are we selling tickets to events? What are we able to do in terms of driving more ticket sales? And, you know, what is the result of that and working directly with leadership? And so I was with that company for a long time. And then I had a big life shift and moved out to Seattle, which is where I am now. So very close to you, Lauren. And I did currently in a heat wave. Yeah, heat wave. And at that point, I really didn't know what I wanted to do next. And I'd always known for a while that I wanted to start a business and that that was something my parents had done. And I always felt was part of my part of my path, but I didn't know how exactly. And when I moved to Seattle, I just decided to apply for my business license and I got it, (laughs) obviously. And then shortly after, I took a full-time job with a consulting firm. And on the side, I built my business at the time I was getting up at like four o'clock in the morning and working on client work and working on my own marketing and things like that. And after a year and a half, I was able to leave that, that job and pursue my own business full time. And that was back in 2018. So, so that's a bit about me. And in terms of what I do now, uh, I, I say I help small business owners attract ideal clients without time-sucking marketing strategies. And really, I do that with one-on-one client work. I also run a membership program that teaches you know, my signature framework behind that, which is called the Simple Client Attraction Formula. And I just I am really passionate about helping small business owners work really smart with their marketing and be really empowered with the knowledge of this is how I market my business in a way that feels really good to me in a way that feels fun and authentic and not in a way that it feels like a total grind and a total, ha- total hamster wheel because, um, because that's when it's not, when it's not fun. 
100%. Yeah. I like that you kind of put the emphasis on how it feels to do your marketing, because I feel like that really translates to what your marketing, how it comes off to people. Like if it is a grind to you, if you dread it, if you're just kind of posting something for the sake of posting something rather than because you care about it or believe what you're saying really strongly, um, like that really translates. And that's A, not fun for you, but B, not going to be as effective for your business. So I love that emphasis on like, this should be fun. Like find out, find a way for it to be fun. Completely. And I wholeheartedly agree with you that it, that it comes off and people, people can tell. And not only in terms of when you are actually showing up and creating content or speaking or going live or whatever it is that, that we think we need to do a lot of in order to get visible. But also I, I've heard from a lot of small business owners, like, I I don't even want to do it because it feels like such a time suck to me. And it feels like I don't quite know how to really make progress with it. And I think that's one of the ways that it really shows up in your small business marketing and your small business growth is that when you are actively marketing, it shows up there, but it also shows up when you are avoiding your marketing and when it doesn't feel fun and when it feels like it's not super aligned with, with who you are and how you enjoy spending your time then it is also a problem, right? Because marketing, it's its like our taxes. Like we know we have to do it in order to have a successful business <laughs> and in order to, to keep getting new clients or keep getting new customers. And so it's really important that we're not avoiding it and that we are spending the time to figure out what works for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about your program a little bit. So it's the Client Attraction Program, correct? correct. Um, client Attraction Plan of Action is what the program is called. So clever. Client attraction plan of action. Um, I know you created this out of like hearing things over and over again with your audience and small business owners. What kind of led you to create that and what do you do through that program? Yes. So really I saw and still see this need for small business owners to really understand their marketing end to end. And what I... Before I started my program, what I heard a lot of was, you know, oh, I spent a bunch of money on Facebook ads and they didn't work and I don't know why they didn't work. Or, you know, I've I've been prioritizing SEO, but it's not helping my business at all. Or I've been posting content on social media every day and I'm still not getting new clients. And so I wanted to create this program to really teach people, this is how you think about marketing strategy. And with that, this is how you figure out your version of the formula that works for you based on your business, where you're at in business, your ideal clients, and getting really smart with our marketing so that when when we decide to run a campaign or when we decide to grow an audience or we decide that we you know need to focus on lead generation for new clients, we're able to know what levers we need to pull at any given time so that it doesn't feel like, oh, I've spent months on Facebook and no one is engaging with my content. So I better go to Instagram and oh, that's not working. So I better go to Clubhouse or whatever it is. It's, it's really teaching small business owners how to think like marketers so that they can operate their business, whether they're running their marketing by themselves or when they eventually want to hire a marketer, they know the right questions to ask. They know what they're trying to do. They know what their goals are so that it doesn't feel like, you know, I I hope this goes well and I'm crossing my fingers and wishing for the best. (laughs) Right. I love that. I love teaching people how to think like a marketer. Yes. Um, 
You described yourself as a brand strategist. So for anyone who's not kind of familiar with what that lingo means, what is brand strategy and why is having a brand strategy important even for small businesses who may think that like businessy jargon like that doesn't apply to them? Yes, I am so glad you asked me that question. And I always aim to not be jargony. So if I have been, please, please stop me at any time and I can. I oh can my gosh. No, you have not at all. <laughs> so a strategy really is a, a forward looking plan at a high level. So it's sort of here's, here's where we're going and here's why. And so a brand strategy is understanding the brand that you want to build and who that brand is meant for, meaning who your customers and or clients are. And I totally understand the thought that, oh, a brand strategy is for a big company that can pay a lot of money for a really fancy logo or pay a $10,000 for a custom website or what, you know, there are, there are a lot of different ways that you can think about that. But really, it is extremely important for small businesses to have somewhat of a brand strategy. And that doesn't mean it has to be perfect. It has to be polished. It has to be, you know, 100% right out of the gate. But it is really important for you to ask yourself some really core questions regarding regarding your brand and your brand strategy before you start marketing your business. And I compare it to when you when you're marketing your business, when you're showing up and you're creating content or you're talking to you're talking to people at a networking event, you know, wherever you are spreading the word about what it is you do, you're using a megaphone essentially, right? Like you're telling people about it. And what happens if you're not clear about your brand and your business and the messaging that you're using and all of that is that you end up confusing people and you end up turning people away who might be excellent clients or customers for you because you're not necessarily speaking in their language or pulling forward the things that are most important as part of that communication. So, so that's one example. And another is, you know, I've had clients early on in my business (laughs) before I had the systems that I do now and the experience that I do now who would say, you know, okay, I want, I want website content or I want, blog content or I want social, I want to start posting on social media. And my question is always, okay, what are, what are we saying and who are we talking to and what benefits do they get and why? And so really brand strategy is, is the foundation of your marketing. It is your starting point and you build it by defining things like your target audience, your messaging, your visual aesthetic, all of these different things that, give you that foundation and give you the basics. So you always know what you come back to. You always know what's most important to your customers and clients. And again, this does not have to cost you a lot of money or time to do, but it's just being intentional with that strategy and with your brand. Okay. You said so many things I want to jump on here. Um, (laughs) One is I love that you said you don't have to get it right. Exactly right. Right out of the gate. Um, I think this sort of like perfectionism around getting it right for a lot of us, I'm raising my hand, can kind of prevent us from doing the deeper, more like strategic thinking of some of some of the marketing strategy we need to do because we're like, oh, I don't know exactly who my ideal customer is or I don't I don't feel like I'll get the writing wording just right yet. So I'm not sure what to say, but I like the permission that you give people just to like start with something and, you know, invest the time and energy and put something together, you probably won't get it right, exactly right, immediately. But it's important to just start, 
you know, defining these different elements um, that you described. Absolutely. And I will also raise my hand about being a perfectionist because I, it's something I actively work, work on as a business owner and as someone who is, you know, being an entrepreneur and putting myself out there, it's something that I think everyone can relate to who's, who's in this line of work. And like you said, you're probably not going to get it right, right away. But as you start talking, as you start showing up, as you start having these conversations, that's what leads you to more clarity, right? So, so it's not, oh, I'm not going to put it out there. And then I hope one day it's just going to click and I'm going to get it because that's not how it works, right? It evolves and it changes and and you refine it. It's not like it changes entirely, but it, it it's refined over time. And one of the biggest challenges that I see with marketing and with brand in general is that the, the goal is too big. And what I mean by that is I need my brand, for example, I need my brand to be perfect right out of the gate. And, and that, that means so many different things, right? And so what I always encourage people to do is break down your marketing in, into the, the simplest, simplest form so that you 100% understand what it is you're trying to do at any given time. So for example, with your brand, Maybe it is, and I'm, I'm totally thinking on the fly right now, but maybe you're looking at your website traffic and meaning the number of people who come to your website and you're seeing that a lot of people are coming to the website, but no one is booking a consultation call with you or no one is purchasing your product. I know Lauren, you have a lot of product-based businesses. That is a very specific challenge to tackle, right? Like how, what is, what is going on with my website so that I'm getting people to it? but no one is still purchasing. Like that is, that is a very specific thing to look at. It's not, I need more customers or I need a better brand. It's, it's tangible. right? So that's something I just wanted to call out because this is how we avoid marketing feeling like a total hamster wheel is we break it down. We break down, what am I trying to do? What is the exact goal? And how will I know whether or not I've achieved it after I do you know, X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that point about like, don't assume that new headshots or a fancy logo or whatever it is that you invest in, in terms of marketing is what people are looking for. It could be a small fix. Like, like you say on your website, like the call to action to buy isn't clear or your product descriptions aren't explaining what needs to be explained. Or, you know, maybe the product photography isn't showing your product to the best of its ability. So yeah, it's, it's that, I guess, back to what you're saying about like really getting into the weeds in your marketing, knowing, you know, looking at your numbers, looking at your website analytics, like just really getting comfortable with all of these kind of pieces of feedback that we can get. Um, Even as very small businesses with not fancy like analytics department, if you were doing things, you have access to some kind of information about it. So yeah, such yes. a great point. And I do want to say too, because I know um, things like analytics and stuff like that can be a bit intimidating. They can be intimidating. And even looking looking even simpler than that in terms of, okay, um, what's another example I want to give? I just have one and now it's escaping me. But if, for example, if you are launching a product, okay, and you're sending an email out to your list, And you're like, okay, well, I'm not getting as many sales as I thought. 
one of the first things that you might want to look at is are people even opening my emails, right? Like that's, that's step one, are my emails getting delivered and are people even opening them? And so really it's, it's not even about, you know, I need to understand deeply my analytics and what's going on, but it's just, am I getting in front of people and are they taking that next step with me? Are they doing that thing, that call to action that I'm asking them to do? So I definitely don't want it to feel like, you know, yes, analytics are important. Yes, data is important. But two, it can be as simple as when someone comes into your store, just ask them, like, how did you hear about us? Right? Like, like that is a piece, that is a piece of information that's valued, valuable to you as a small business owner without anything complicated at all. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we can learn so much just from asking our ideal customers. We don't have to guess. Such a great point. For someone who's kind of in a position of DIYing their brand strategy, are there certain elements that you would suggest people think about? Like you've said, target market, maybe it's like your USP or unique selling proposition. Are there specific elements that you recommend or is it kind of different for everyone? Yeah, no, there are specific elements. So the things you mentioned, your target audience, you know, your value proposition or USP, your your messaging in general. Yes, your visual aesthetic is is important, of course. Uh, it's not it's not the end all be all, and you and it's not going to make or break your business probably. And then with those things, also making sure that you're being consistent, right, and that you are when you are putting yourself out there and showing up on social media or when someone comes into your store or they visit your Etsy shop or whatever it is, like, is that experience similar? Will people see your stuff and know, Oh, this is so-and-so because, because I've seen and heard them elsewhere, right? The emails that you're sending, you want to sound like you, like all of these things, I think consistency is, is a really big piece of it. But in terms of a brand strategy, it's, it is really those, those core pieces that you want to have together. And then, like we've said, really build from there. And another, another thing that I found super helpful for my own business, as well as for several clients is this is what my brand is all about. And this is what we're not. And so it's almost as helpful to define what you're not about. And and like, for example, language you don't use (laughs) as it is defining what you do use and why. And I found that extremely helpful, especially if, for example, you're hiring a web developer to help you with your website or a graphic designer to help you create certain assets, because that person now is really set up for success in terms of, oh, I get it. Like, this is what their business is like. So therefore, I can create things to help support that overall brand. I love that. Um, we've kind of started to transition into this topic of scrappy marketing, which I hear you talk about a lot and I think is so important. Um, because I think when you start out as a small business owner, there's a lot of people marketing to you, telling you that you need to buy their program or, you know, this training or get skilled in Facebook advertising, whatever it is before you can have any success in your business. There's just... (laughs) A lot of unhelpful messages like that. But for the most part, we can really get scrappy and do a lot of this ourselves. So what do you mean by scrappy marketing? Why is it important and so like foundational to all of the things you talk about in your business? Um, And then maybe if you have some examples of of scrappy marketing tactics. Yes. So 
being, I love scrappy. First of all, that's a word I use <laughs> for a long time. And I've, I've had clients say it to me, like, you're so scrappy, you just get it done. And, and to me, that's always just been such a compliment because to me being scrappy is being smart with the resources that you already have. It doesn't mean doing things, you know, less polished or less professional or, you know, showing up in a way that, that you're not, um, super excited about, but it's, it's asking yourself like, okay, this is what I have in front of me. What can I take action on and go do as a result? And like you mentioned, Lauren, you know, when you start a business and throughout your time in business, like I've been in business for four and a half years and I still see all the time, like you need this in order to be successful or you need this software in order to, you know, have this crazy system for your clients. And and people are always going to be trying to sell you stuff. But what you need to realize is that not relying on, you know, for example, like social media or fancy software or things like that to, to build your business. It's not once I have pretty graphics on Instagram or like you mentioned earlier, headshots. Oh, that's going to, that's going to be the thing, right? That's going to make my business take off. All of these things are tools, right? All of these things are tools to use for a specific purpose for your business. You already have a lot of those tools. If you have, you know, email, if you have the internet, if you have Google, like drive, you can do so much of these things. And so really always asking yourself, what can I do with the tools that I already have? And I learned early in my career that I, so like I said, I was in live events and being in event production, you just understand that things are going to go differently than you think. And you can do all the planning in the world, but it just taught me so much to think on my feet and to think creatively. And that's what we need to do as small business owners. So an example of that, when I started my business, one of the first things that I did was I reached out to people in my network who would, would have been um, clients for my business. And I just said, Hey, can I have a few minutes of your time? Like I'm really inspired by what you're doing. I'm interested in starting my business as well. And I would just love to ask you a few questions about, you know, how marketing has, um, like what, what marketing challenges you face and what's gone really well for you in your business. And so it was so personal. It was so simple and it got me talking to people and it, it got me immediately understanding what my ideal client needed in this space. Like, you know, the, what was, on their minds, what had been a challenge and, and it allowed me to just connect with people, right? <laughs> which, which when we're getting started with marketing, it's not about bigger numbers and more exposure. It's about, it's about connecting with people and having conversations and, and being visible in that way. So that's, that to me is what being scrappy is, is like, what, what can you do? You're a capable person. You're an entrepreneur. You're a small business owner. Like you have so many of these tools ready to go. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you said it's being smart with the resources you have. I think that's such a great way to put it. And I think for just anyone listening, something that I have learned from Natalie that is scrappy, but also effective is like, for example, investing time and building relationships in the DMs on Instagram. That is something that I just like, totally underestimated. I was like, okay, my Instagram strategy includes this many posts, this many Instagram stories, like I'm trying to make reels happen, <laughs> but it never included anything about like, how am I developing these relationships one-on-one? And it can feel kind of like inefficient to someone who likes to like get a lot done really quickly, like I do. Um, but it's actually 
in many ways, like it really matters. And that's how you build the relationships with people who are going to support you and be fans. And, um, you know, eventually many of them buy from you. So, um, I just wanted to call that out as an example too of scrap. I classify that as scrappy because for me, it's like, it's not something I can automate easily or outsource that like, it's like, you know, I resist my sort of like efficiency brain resists it, but it really is effective. So um, that's another example of scrappy marketing I wanted to mention. And, and that's an example, Lauren, where coming back to the simplicity of it, like you can answer, am I getting people to chat with me? Like, yes, you can. Like you, you know whether or not it's working. One of the biggest questions I get is how do I know if my marketing is working? How do I know if my marketing is working? And something like that, you're able to say, like, I met Sally on Instagram, Sally and I had a conversation. And then Sally joined my email list and bought one of my products. And so it's, it's, you know, I think we've, we've got this perception that marketing is all about these, these big numbers and this like endless data and all of this stuff. But especially when you're newer, it's just paying attention to those things. And, and like you said earlier, you know, when you don't know, like ask people, <laughs> it, can, it can really be that simple. Yeah, so good. Um, let's talk about magnetic marketing and sort of marketing tactics that attract your ideal customers to you, which I know is um, a big topic for you. What, what do people need to know in order to think about um, creating content? I guess this mostly relates to through their marketing that attracts their ideal customers. Yes. So we've sort of covered this one a bit, but it's really, again, knowing who you're talking to and getting in front of the right people with the right message. Rather than thinking about, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of people, how they approach social media and having a strategy or even, um, you know, when they look to hire out their social media, it's like, okay, how many posts per week and, and how many platforms and things like that. But if, if there's no conversations happening, if there's, if there's, if you're posting more and more content and just hearing crickets, you're not really progressing in any way in terms of bringing the right people to you. So it's not just, just showing up and putting more things out, but it's deeply understanding what that content is doing for you as in terms of like a tool that can potentially lead to conversations and making sure that the right people see it. And so to me, that's a big part of it. Another example that I've given before is I, I spent my whole career in marketing. I do not have, I am not an SEO expert. That's something that I don't talk about in my content. That is something that I don't talk about on my website. And so guess what? No one comes to me for SEO help, right? Like, so it's, it's very much when you think about it in its simplest form, like when you're compelled to hire someone or to make a purchase, it's because what they're putting out there is what you are looking for. And so really that's such a big part of it. And two, it's, it's what we just talked about, but it's being a human and people completely overlook this part. Um, but when you're someone who is a business owner and you are showing an interest in someone in a genuine way, of course, I'm not talking about leave a few emojis on their posts. Like I'm talking about actual conversations, (laughs) um, that, that, that is just, it makes such an impact in terms of the relationship building. And consider who is already in your corner, right? Consider who already is showing up, even if it's one person, right? Like it's, it's not that you need 
thousands more people. It's that you need to focus on what's working and connecting with the right people. And to me, that that's what magnetic marketing is, uh, is all about. Yeah. As you were talking, I just like had the visual of a magnet when I think it was when you were giving the SEO example. Um, yeah, a magnet is, I don't know scientifically how magnets work really. I'm sure I learned at some point in school, but <laughs> like the, there's two forces and to put what you need to be putting out there is what your audience needs to be specifically looking for. Um, so I think sometimes, particularly in creating content for things like social media, we just kind of assume that since we've talked about it in the past, like people probably already know about this or I don't know, we're afraid of being repetitive, but the truth is you need to constantly be putting out there what you do, how you can help um, examples of your work Um, I struggle with this, like as a, I have struggled with it as a product-based business and my stationary company, um, for a long time I was selling greeting cards and I also did custom work and I mostly posted the custom work online because it was new. And like, I had new clients all the time that I wanted to share. Whereas like my sort of main catalog of products didn't change as often. It was like, you know, here's what I sell to stores and retail through my website. So what I was mostly posting about was custom work. So what people mostly came to me for was like custom projects, whereas that's not what I wanted to be doing. I mostly wanted to be focusing on scaling the retail and wholesale side of like my product line. So um, that was something I kind of learned the hard way is you need to be putting out into the world what you want people to be attracted to you for, not just what you think people want or like what's the trend right now, like industry wide, you will attract your people if you kind of put yourself out there authentically and and show what you have to offer authentically. Yes, Lauren, I remember you sharing that example once on Clubhouse. And it's, it's, it's just so true. And I think the beauty of that is that it's, I keep using this word, but it's, it's the simplest thing, right? You, you think about it in terms of, okay, who do I want to come to me, right? Who do I want to engage with, with my posts or to come into my clubhouse room or to open my email, right? Like talk to that person and talk about the things that they care about and talk about the thing that, that you therefore also want to want to promote because it, like you said, um, and I've heard this too, that there is that fear of I'm being repetitive or I've said this before, but people don't remember, right? There's so much noise online. There is so much noise everywhere and people are always getting distracted and not even that, but when we're talking about like organic marketing, meaning not paid marketing, so few people actually see your organic content when you just post it, that it is absolutely worth repeating yourself and saying, you know, and I'm not saying verbatim necessarily copy and paste, like, but it's okay to talk to the same topics and it's okay to feel like, oh my gosh, I, I've just shared about this, but not everyone's going to see it all the time. And so it's absolutely okay to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of us have built up quite a backlog of like po- things we've posted. And if you look back, like a lot of these posts, I do not remember posting whatsoever. So if I don't remember it and I'm the one who wrote it, like definitely my audience isn't going to remember. So just something to consider. That's so good. That's so true. Yeah. Um, One of the things I love about you, Natalie, is that you are so tactical and like, let's take action. Let's not just like sit around 
thinking about things, like let's actually put things into place. So I want to know what are some immediate actions that you would suggest to the listeners that they could do today to improve their marketing? So some like immediate takeaways that won't take a ton of time, um, but will make an impact right away. Yes. So one of my favorite tips, because it is so often overlooked, is go to your website or your social media pages and note the first things that you see. Okay, we we can say the first five things for the sake of like giving something a little bit more specific. Are those things clearly communicating who you are and what you do? Like within seconds, do you as someone coming to your page, do you immediately get it? Do they show your ideal client why or your customer, right? Like why you are an amazing solution or why you have why you have something that can help them in some way? Because so often people focus on, okay, my brand and my marketing and my messaging and and all this stuff that then when they actually go through it from the perspective of the end user, meaning the person who is visiting your website or hitting your social media page or whatever it is, that it misses the mark in terms of quickly communicating that, that hooks that person in a way for them to want to learn more. Because let's be honest, right? No one is like probably going to, for example, go into your Instagram and then scroll a year, a year into your post and read your caption. Like that's not how people like digest content on that platform. If someone goes to your website and maybe they're not super familiar with you and you don't have a clear, compelling headline on your website with imagery that really showcases what you do, they're not going to stick around, right? They're going to bounce and go somewhere else. And, and we think that because we build it or because we create it or because we wrote the copy (laughs) that people are going to spend the time to figure it out. And that's not true. And so I'm always asking myself with, with every piece of marketing is what is the primary thing I'm trying to communicate? What are the supporting things I'm trying to communicate? And am I making it extremely easy on the person who who sees this writing or who visits this website to know what to do next. So that would be my, my quick tip for you. That is so good. I'm like, totally going to go do that to my own stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And it's what to do again and again, right? Like even if you update it, maybe come back to it six months later and, and reevaluate things or ask clients to go through it too. Right. And get other people's feedback. Yeah. I love that point. Like most anything we do in our marketing or our business in general is a work in progress. It's not like set it and forget it. Um, Like you build a website once and then it's done for the rest of your business. Like this is always an iterative process. Like you say, of getting to know your customer better, getting to know your business better and, you know, making things better. And we're not going to get it right, right away. It's just important that we, you know, start moving. Yes. Okay. What a blast this has been. I want to start transitioning to some of the questions that I ask all of the guests. So the first one is when you think about using your business to make a positive impact on the world, what does that mean to you? Yes. Oh, so these are really fun questions, Lauren. So um, when I think about uh, using my small business to make a positive impact in the world, because I'm in marketing, and because that's my background and that's that's what I'm really passionate about and love doing, I see it as my role to help amplify and support other businesses that are doing good in the world. 
you know, my, my tagline is marketing strategy for do good businesses. And a lot of clients that I've worked with have expertise and are doing things that I, I care about and that I'm really passionate about, but, but they're not necessarily things that, that I, I can have like the, the background or the expertise to go and do. Right. So things like, you know, nonprofit organizations or startups that focus on fulfillment and things like that. So it's my job to help spread the message of those organizations in a really impactful and meaningful way and, and to get, get them in front of more people. And so that's really how I think about, my business and, and, and doing good is really how can I amplify these other businesses and help them help them reach more of the right people to spread to spread all the goodness that they're doing. Yeah, I love that. Um, it's just you said so beautifully how marketing can do a lot of good like marketing. Sometimes I feel like it's a bad rap of being like, you know, like in s- some marketing tactics deserve to have a bad rap, but yes. um, marketing can do a lot of good and we can promote things that really matter. And um, I've seen you do that in your business. And yeah, I, I love that answer. Um, what is one small business that you admire? Yeah. So I'm going to give a shout out to a, uh, well, previously Seattle business, but they recently moved to just outside the city, but it's called Scoop Marketplace. Are you familiar with that? Business yeah. Form? Cool. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So Scoop is a zero waste store. And I don't know if you know this one, but back in 2019, I got scuba dive certified. And since then have just really been passionate about reducing waste in my life and using far less plastic and just really being conscious of the trash that I create and things like that. And so Scoop has been amazing because you know, I, I basically have a, a collection of jars and things that I reuse and I just bring them there and, and get them all filled up without without creating more waste. So that is that is one that everyone local should check out. Yes, I love that. I know there's a lot of listeners who are local. So Scoop yeah. Marketplace and that will be in the show notes. Um, okay, what is one or more business book recommendation that you have? Yes. So one that I read this year was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And what I love about this book is it just, it it's, it's really about making it about the other person and being really authentic. And I just feel like there's so much of the importance of that in business and in, in just, um, getting to know people and, and just building meaningful relationships as a result. And so that's why it, it's been, you know, something that I really enjoyed reading and thinking about in terms of my business. Awesome. Okay, Natalie, this has been such a blast for those who are as intrigued by you and interested in learning more as I am. Where can people find you and connect with you online? Yes. So I am on Instagram and TikTok and my username is Natalie B. Swan. And I have a big hot pink background profile photo. So it's <laughs> at least I do at the time of this. Hard to miss. <laughs> but I would love to chat there. And like, similarly to Lauren, I love building relationships on social media and having actual conversations with people. So please send me, send me a message anytime. Okay. And Natalie, I know you have a free resource that I think my audience would love. I would love for you to tell them about it. 
Yes, absolutely. So it is a free client attraction workshop for small business owners. It is primarily for service-based entrepreneurs, but anyone can definitely take marketing value out of it. And you can find that at both my link and bio on Instagram or on TikTok. But the URL is clientattraction.co backslash access. Um, So it's just .co, not .com. And yeah, it covers how to attract ideal clients without creating endless marketing content. So (laughs) if you're interested in in getting in front of people in other ways, it will be an excellent resource for you. Amazing. I think we are all interested in that. Um, Okay, I will link that in the show notes. But also Natalie just gave you the URL if you want to do that directly. So Amazing. Natalie, I'm so glad that I got to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for this conversation. I feel like it's sort of like the pep talk, the marketing pep talk that every small business owner needs. So I'm really excited to air it to my audience and for them to hear all of your wisdom. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lauren. It has been such a pleasure. And yeah, I just, I hope it was helpful to everyone. Um, And yeah, thank you. Thank you again for having me today. I absolutely love Natalie's approach to marketing. There are so many great takeaways from this episode, but one of the big ones for me is about the power of intention. If you're wondering if your marketing is quote unquote working, you first need to define what working means to you. What do you want your marketing to be doing for your business? Defining your key objectives is crucial to helping you create a marketing strategy that will accomplish those goals specifically and help you stop getting distracted by things that really won't move the needle for you. Everything we mentioned in this episode can be found on the show notes page at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 68. That's the number six, eight. If this is your first time tuning in and you're interested in learning more about what I do, check out the Good Business free Facebook community for this podcast with accountability, exclusive content, and great community at makinggoodpodcast.com slash community. How I can help you with your small business marketing at laurentilden.co. My plant-inspired greeting cards, vinyl stickers, and art prints at goodsheila.com. The Seattle Retail Shop Station 7 at station7seattle.com. And of course, everything Making Good is at makinggoodpodcast.com. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.